This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. morning. This is Marshall Davis. Today I'm going to be talking about nature as a doorway to spiritual awakening. The typical focus of non-duality concerns the self. You know, one inquires into the, the nature of the self, distinguishing true self from false self, permanent from temporary self, spiritual self from the ego. This follows the the Hindu approach, especially that of the Upanishads and Vedanta and most of Western non-duality. It seems to fit the, the Western mind well with its obsession on self, on individualism, and the desire for something more. There may be a better way, a more natural way, especially for us in the West, and that is to focus on nature. Nature is also an interest of of the West and especially the American mind. For centuries we have romanticized nature in our art and philosophy. Americans have created a wonderful national park system to preserve our natural heritage. This is a counterpart to the dark side of Western culture that has often sought to dominate and control nature, and in doing so have succeeded in destroying it in many places. So we are two minds when it comes to nature, which seems to be fertile ground for spiritual inquiry. This approach is reflected in the Chinese classic, the Tao Te Ching, which uses examples from the natural world to reveal the Tao. Sometimes the Tao is even described as the way of nature. The church that we attend here in New Hampshire each Sunday is holding its Sunday morning worship services outside now because of the pandemic. It's a wonderful setting and I wish we would do it every summer. Most Sundays the pastor will ask the congregation where they have met Christ that week. Typically almost all of the responses have to do with how people have seen God in nature. Congregants will talk about their encounters with wildlife, you know, with loons or fox or coyotes or bear or turkeys or, or seeing God in the mountains or in the lakes. Testimonies about nature outnumber mentions of seeing God in people by at least... 10 to 1. This pattern is consistent Sunday after Sunday. I've also noticed that in my own preaching over the years, that people respond much more enthusiastically when I preach about nature than nearly anything else. It just shows how 
readily people are able to glimpse the divine in nature. This is not true just of those who attend church, but of those who don't, and maybe especially of those who don't. There's no way I could count how many times people have told me that they do not go to church because they don't feel like they need to, because they can experience God just as well out in nature than they can in sitting by sitting in a pew. Now, part of this might be because nature as it now exists in America and its tamed form does not fight back. It's relatively safe. It's not going to eat you, probably. It's not a place of danger like it used to be when there were many more wild animals than there were people. People, especially church people, on the other hand, can be so messy, so hard to find God in. But I think that a, a deeper part of it is that nature really does communicate the divine to us and does so with no effort on our part. And not the theistic God that we make in our own image, but the deeper divinity from which we come and which we naturally identify with. The Apostle Paul opens up his letter to the Romans saying that everyone can see the presence of God in the natural world, and for that reason are without excuse, as he phrases it. He writes, What may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Notice the qualities that he mentions here, eternal power and divine nature. Now, these are not personal attributes of a personal God. These qualities communicate something more foundational about the nature of the universe and our connection to it, something we sense prior to becoming persons and before remaking God in our own image as persons. This is the Tao, Brahman, eternal Logos, being, and the ground of being. This is the one behind the many. For these reasons, nature can serve at least as well as the self, as a focus for our spiritual inquiry and practice in order to wake up to the reality that we are, and that the world is, and that God is. So I invite you to do exactly that. Good, the good thing about this approach is that we don't have to do anything. The nature does all the work for us. That helps dispel the illusion that we often carry around with us, that there's something that we have to do to wake up, to realize this. I invite you to open yourself up to nature. Now, this does demand that you get up off your meditation cushion or your knees or yoga mat and you get outside. You can't do this inside the comforter of your home. You can't do this in your head or in your imagination. This is a, a full body exercise. So take a walk in the woods or in the desert or by the seaside or through a park if you live in an 
urban area. The more wild, the better. The less people around, the better. No people are best. The presence of people reminds us that we are people and pushes us automatically into our learned people interaction mode. The less people around us, the less likely we're going to be reminded that we are people and we will begin to remember what we really are. Beyond that, I don't have a lot of instruction. I don't need to. You have experienced this before. So you know what I'm talking about. We have known this all our lives. Back when I was a child, I used to climb into a huge white pine tree and stay there for hours. You know, when I think about it, I can still taste the the pine pitch that I used to take off the bark and I used to chew his gum. I did nothing in that tree but be. You know, I could say that I was one with the tree, but I did not put that much thinking into it. I just was. I was who I really was. Only when we grow up do we forget who we are. When I was older, I would hike for days in the mountains of New Hampshire alone or with one friend for safety's sake. Still later, I would go and sit on a rock in the middle of a mountain stream for who knows how long. Or I would paddle alone in a canoe on a lake or a river for days. I was myself, my true self in nature. And I have to believe that I am not unique in that experience, that every human being has that innate connection to nature. This is because nature is our true self. This is what we really are. We are not beings separate from nature. We do not exist apart from it. As soon as we imagine ourselves separate, we are no longer ourselves. Spiritual awakening is realizing this reality that we are one with, that appears to be outside of us and different from us. There is no distinction. We are that. This is so natural that it has to be suppressed in order to convince ourselves that we are separate selves. The Apostle Paul said in that passage in Romans that I quoted that people suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And that word unrighteousness simply means not being right with the world or with God. Open your mind to the mind of Christ, which is the mind in which this universe resides and from which it comes. That mind is not in your head. Look not with your eyes, but from what is behind your eyes. The vast openness which is looking is what it is looking at. Outside is inside. What you see are not separate objects in an external universe. These are the same substance as you. They are the same essence as you in every way, spiritual and material. They are the same life as you. Now, there's no way I can describe this adequately, but the good news is that I don't have to. You already know what I'm talking about. You have experienced this. 
and you know the truth of this intuitively. You just have to remember. Remember what you were before you were a person. Remember what you were before you were a separate individual with a name and a history. Remember what you were and what you will be after this body dissolves. The beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, you are that now. The awareness with which you see is what you are as well as what you see. They are one. Nature is your nature, your spiritual and physical nature. There is no distinction. This is you. You are awake. That is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.